the Lord and welcome to the God of Wonders radio program. Join us for the second part in the message entitled, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God. We'll examine what it means to put God above all things in our lives and all the blessings that follow when we do. We are in debt. God knows we are in debt. And we don't have to like work two jobs, three jobs, four jobs in order to pay the debt. Only simple thing is, seek ye first the kingdom of God. The first word is the most important word. You know, it's not seeking the kingdom of God. It's seeking first the kingdom of God. That means we put God first. In everything we do, He truly becomes the Lord of our lives. It's not just we say, Lord Jesus, you know, bless me this day. When we say, Lord, is He really the Lord of our lives? Is He really the top priority in our lives? So that's what we're going to see. We're going to read from Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus, and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred pennyworth of bread, and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed, and brake the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat, and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. You see the people over here, how the people, they came looking for him, and said that they didn't have time to eat. And they came after Jesus. When you look at the verse 34, it says, And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because... They were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. So if you look at this, we see the priority again. Jesus knew. Do we think Jesus knows? He knows. Jesus knows that they didn't eat. They didn't have time to eat. They all came over there. But look at God's priority. He's feeding their soul first, before feeding their body. So that is very important because if you see that verse in Matthew chapter 6, he's saying that, is not your life more important? Your soul is more important. And people are more important than the house that we live in. Same way, our soul is more important than our body. And our body is more important than the clothing. Do we need clothing? Yes. Do we need to be healthy? Yes. Do we need to be happy? Yes. But what is the most important thing when we ask a question that is our soul? Because our soul is going to live forever. So we hear... Even though Jesus knew they came there without food, they were hungry. What God is doing? He felt 
very compassionate toward the people, toward their souls first. And he's meeting their spiritual need first. He's saying, these people, they're hungry, even though they're physically hungry, spiritually they're so hungry that they're overcoming their hunger and they're coming after Jesus. And he is teaching them. He was moved with compassion because they were a sheep not having shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. So we don't see him multiplying the five loaves and two fish over here. He's first teaching them with compassion. He's first teaching them, meeting their soul, feeding their soul. And after that, he didn't say, okay, go home. I'm here to only feed your soul. Everybody get up and go home. He didn't say that. He's a God who not only meets our spiritual need, but he also cares about our physical need. So God who knows what we need in our soul, he knows what we need in our bodies also. He knows that we're hungry. He knows we're tired. He knows we are sick. He knows we are depressed. He knows all of those things. So Jesus, knowing that, even though the disciples came and said, Lord, send them away, he's saying, you give them something to eat. That shows the compassion of Jesus, saying that they need something to eat, give it. And he knew they're going to bring something. And he was going to perform that miracle. But that miracle not only shows the power of God, but it shows how much he cares about our needs. And also shows that when we seek his kingdom first, how he provides. The people did not say, Lord, we finished hearing your word. Please, can you give us some food? People did not ask him that. Without them asking, by them seeking God, he added it. He gave the food as a bonus to them. They all sat. In verse 42, we see, and they all did eat and were filled. Not like he, it wasn't like he gave little portion here, little portion there. Like we see that, you know, when people run out of food, they try to divide, share, you know. Not everyone is full, but over here, even though, there were 5,000 men. That means there were a lot more women, a lot more children. So many people, they ate, they were full, and they took 12 baskets of fragments. And God is so good. He's a God of plenty. That's why we read in Philippians that He supplies all our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So there is no, God's bank account is not empty. God's basket is not empty. God's storehouse is not empty. It is always full. So if he's going to feed us, give us, meet our needs according to his riches, it's always going to overflow. He's never going to give us something that we are not filled with. Like we eat half or we get fed half, we get paid half. And then for the other half, like we don't know what to do. He never does that. When God supplies, it always overflows. So this is one passage where we see that when we seek him, First, more than our food, more than our physical pain and our bodily tiredness when we overcome that, go after Jesus. He's sure to meet our needs and he refreshes us. He meets our soul and our body. So God is a very good God. The second thing I want to read is Second Kings chapter 4, 8 to 17. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was, that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. 
And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. We see in this passage how this woman prepared everything for the man of God. One way we serve God is by serving God's people. And what she is doing here is, she's giving. Nobody told her to do it. And she didn't do expecting a blessing from God. She's doing because she wanted to do. She didn't expect, just like the people that we saw who came. They came to see Jesus. They didn't come expecting, okay, he'll give us bread to eat. If we see over here, this woman, she's telling her husband, okay, we have to make a little chamber, we have to make a little room with a table and with candlestick, comfortable, you know, for him, because we know the man of God, he goes by the side. Not being, you know, selfish, she actually made those things for the man of God. And you know what the Lord did over here? God is using the man of God to bless her. Just like we read in Philippians, people, they actually blessed Paul. And in turn, God used Paul to bless those people. To say, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, God will supply all he needs. So when we see over here, this lady, she is blessing the man of God. Because she had her priorities right, her value was high. She didn't say, okay, I don't want to make this room. This is work for me, or this is my, I have to spend on this, you know, to make the table and to put the candlestick, you know, whatever, everything, you know, cost something. So she didn't think about that. Her priority was not me. I want to make the man of God comfortable. That is, I want to honor the Lord. So when she did that, what the Lord did was God took notice. And God speaks through, works through people in one way. And what the Lord did, he actually put that in his heart. To find out what this woman needs. And this woman didn't have a child. But she didn't want to say. Because she didn't have any hope. So Elisha called his servant. Because he spoke to this lady. And didn't get any answer. She's saying I'm full. I'm fine. You know don't bother. You know. I'm happy as long as you're blessed. That's what she's saying. But because the Lord put that in Elisha's heart. God wanted to bless this woman. Because Elisha cannot do anything apart from the Lord. And God put that in Elisha's heart to find out what she needs. His servant is saying that, Master, she doesn't have a child. There's no child. You know, she's childless. And God is meeting her most important need, physical need, emotional need over there. We know how many times the people who don't have children, they cry. And they say, Lord, I don't have, you know, a child. And they feel they're lonely. And she's, over here we clearly read that her husband was old. That means she was older too. All her hopes were gone. That's why when Elisha said that God is going to give you a child, she's saying, don't lie to me. I'll be broken. She's already broken. So she's saying, I don't want to be broken anymore. I would rather live with this than for me to think that I'm going to have a child and not have a child. So that kind of a person, what the Lord did, 
she didn't go looking after okay i'm going to give this to this man of god so i'll get a child no that was not her motive her motive was to honor the lord she put god first she put god above her need and what god did in turn was he met her need and her need was not an ordinary need it's not something that could have been done by any human being god did that so when we see just like we saw with the five loaves and two fish a miracle that cannot be humanly done jesus does when we seek his kingdom first and he gives us to the full overflow so same thing with her you cannot compare her bed and the candlestick and the preparation of the room with the child that she got from the lord so whatever we do for the lord god gives us back hundredfold when we put the lord first seek him and his kingdom first the time that we give to the lord in our personal prayer the time that we give to the lord in fasting the time that we give to the lord in seeking the lord in giving the time that we give to the lord in serving god's kingdom god's people anything that we do for the lord will never come back to us the same way we will never get rewarded even equally it will always outweigh it will always outweigh that's how god does because god is no debtor to anybody you may write us at lbethel international ministries that's spelled e l space b e t h e l international ministries post office box 966 goshen new york goshen is spelled g o s h e n new york 10924 usa or you can email us at god of wonders radio at elbethel international ministries.org finally visit us on the web at www.elbethelinternationalministries.org our most gracious heavenly father meet the needs of every listener and strengthen their souls that they may enjoy your living presence in jesus precious name we thank you lord amen may god bless you please join us next time for part 3 of seek god's kingdom first